What's up? Looks like we're back for another episode. And today I want to talk to you about something that I'm actually working through myself. And that is rest. Do you struggle with taking time to rest? I know I do. Like, what is a Sabbath? (laughs) Well, while I won't be diving into that topic today, I am going to dig into the verse the Lord gave me at the beginning of this season of rest that he has me in. I will admit, I don't have it all figured out. So I hope that as I share more about this with you, you can hear his gentle whisper and respond with eagerness and excitement of your own. We are digging in. I hope you have your Bible. I hope you have some you know, paper, a pen, highlighters, all the things that you need, because we're actually going to be digging into Psalm 4610, super deep, and it's going to be a really good one. Let's do it. Listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with? If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. All right. So before we dig into today's episode, I'm going to read today's featured review, which is from Leisha Brooke. It says, love this. Erica is incredible at bringing a biblical mindset to overwhelm and anxiety and giving tips that actually work. Well, thanks. Thank you. You know, I never get tired of reading these because if you're a podcaster, you know, sometimes you're like, am I just talking to myself? And it helps so much just to see when you're actually speaking to someone and it's like landing. So keep them coming. Thank you so much. It really does mean a lot. And I'm very grateful for each and every one of you. Now let's move into today's topic. Are you in need of rest? Let me tell you, I didn't know that I was in need of rest until the Lord was showing me. And it's so interesting how it all happened. So I'm actually going to tell you the story. How I even knew that he was leading me into this season of rest, it started at the beginning of the summer. And you know that today is November 4th, is the day that this episode is coming out. So at the beginning of the summer in June, the Lord was showing me that I needed to rest. And I remember reaching out to some friends for prayer. And one friend in particular, shout out to Saida, sent me a few verses that touched on this. She sent me 10 verses, actually. And I have to admit, I did not do much with those verses. But I tried. I tried to slow down as much as I could at that time. It was challenging because we were in the process of selling the house in California. So it was super busy. I knew that I was like ending my career at my job because July 1st was going to be my last day. So I was wrapping up projects and, you know, I had reps and I was traveling still for work. It was a lot of things happening. So flash forward to actually being in Florida and us really starting to have like solid routines and have a rhythm. I connected with a podcaster friend and we agreed to bring her on the show. Stay tuned for that. She actually was part of the panel uh, or will be part of the panel 
If you're going to be at the podcast anniversary party, it's going to be on the panel. So make sure that you are there. Details are in the website. I'm sorry, in the um, newsletter and inside the Facebook group. So check it out. Now, okay, we agree that we're going to bring on the show. She's like, what are we going to talk about? I said, you know what? She had, you know, some ideas. I said, let's pray over this. So I asked the Lord to give her and I the topic separately. So I was like, Lord, if we're going to talk about something, let it be that you bring it to my mind at one point and you bring it to her mind. And when she and I get back together, like we realize like, that's the thing. So that's what I pray. And then, you know, fine. That happens the next day, Wednesday, that was on a Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm taking this class at church and a question came up in response to some topics that we were looking at. And one of the topics, one of the things that we're talking about has to do with qualities of a leader. Okay. So there's like, essentially two sides of a leader. There's like two extremes that coexist in a leader. And the question was like, what can you work on? What can you improve upon in yourself in this particular season? Nothing on that page stood out to me except health. And, you know, automatically I'm like, all right, I'm cancer free. I've been in remission. My blood work looks good. But then my mind jumps to like everyday things. And I realize and immediately think of the fact that I I don't really rest that much and how I slack on that. So I wrote down rest. I circle health and I write down rest next to it. That was Wednesday night. The day after that, Thursday, I'm in my podcast mastermind and someone brings up rest. And the way that she described her clients, it described me to a T. And I just felt so seen (laughs) after that. So after that, I, I connect with my podcaster friend who's supposed to come on the show. And she says, you know, I don't really know what we're supposed to talk about. I feel, you know, I don't think the Lord has spoken to me. So I'm like, all right, well, keep praying about it, right? Like I've been praying about it. I didn't really pray about it yesterday. I prayed about it Tuesday, but we'll keep praying about it. And she's like, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, the, the word rest came to mind during my quiet time this morning. And I was like, yo, that's it. That's it. That's the topic. We agree on it. Fine. The next day I turn a podcast on that I listen to normally. And this verse comes up, Psalm 4610. And the episode is on rest. And, you know, at that point, I'm like, Lord, I hear you loud and clear. I'm going to lay it down, right? And I had committed two hours that day in the middle of my day when I normally work to just rest. So that night I decided I was like doing stuff, right? I was, of course, like I took two hours off in the middle of the day. I have to catch up on things. So I'm doing, doing, doing. And this thought comes to me and it's like, start a study on rest. So immediately I'm like, I don't have a study on rest. Let me go into my Bible app. So I start this three-day study, which I still haven't finished, by the way. And then I remember that I do have a study, the soap study, the soap study from Horatio Printing. And I'm like, you know what? I think that the one that I got has rest in it. And part of the reason I remember that is because when I purchased that particular study, it was right before I started chemo and I knew that I would need rest. So I find it, I open it up. And on the first page of that particular study is Psalm 4610. So it's the second time in the same day that I see that verse. God made it abundantly clear, right? So I really wanted to dive into this with you because it's such a significant verse in so many different ways. And I actually want to, you know, go through the entire passage with you, but I'm going to read that verse and then I'm going to dig into the passage, give you a little context, and then we're going to talk through it. So the verse says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Okay, this is Psalm 46, verse 10. That was the ESV translation. Now, 
to get a true feel for what we're getting here, let's look at the entire passage, which I hope that you're in the habit of doing when you're studying. Don't just take the verse and you know do with it what you feel like doing. Make sure that you get the true context so that you understand, right? So it starts off with like a, um, what is it called? Like a title. It says, for the director of music of the Sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. The Sons of Korah, I'm going to dig into who those guys are, but that's significant. I was like, who are these people? And I started digging into it. So I'm going to share that in just a second. But the entire passage, the entire Psalm says, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's intense, right? (laughs) So verse seven repeats, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It repeats in verse 11, right? So we know that this is a form of poetry. I really wanted to just, you know, dig into all of this because it's so important. All of it is so important, so relevant. So I want to, before I get into all the things, I read out of the NIV translation, the entire passage, in case you are like, that didn't match my Bible. It's because I read out of the NIV. Not everybody has the NIV. Not everybody loves the NIV. It's fine. Okay, quick break. Here is a short message from our sponsor slash podcast producer. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but you don't know how and where to start? It's too much. It's overwhelming. Trust me. I get it. Let Jor's Joy podcast production and management services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message Jorah's Joy at facebook.com forward slash Jorah's Joy. And guess what? The link is in the show notes. All right, back to the show. So let's dig in. Who are the sons of Korah? So we know that the sons of Korah are Levites. All right. And these are the guys who descended from the very man who was swallowed by the earth. He was swallowed whole after he led a bunch of dudes to rebel against Moses. And you can read more about this in Numbers chapter 16. It's a a lengthy passage, but it's very rich in history. All right. I know Numbers is not the most exciting book, but it actually gives us a lot of backstory that helps to fill in, you know, help us read between the lines when we're in other places in the Bible. So this particular passage is written by the descendants of Korah, who is referenced in Numbers chapter 16. And you can read about them verses 1 through 40. Okay. It's an intense situation. It's very clearly documented in that passage. So again, these guys are his descendants. They're still faithfully serving the Lord, which is evidenced in several other Psalms noted as having been written by the sons of Korah. Okay, K-O-R-A-H. 
Now the psalm itself, Psalm 46, is divided into three sections. Each one ends with selah. Selah is basically a word that doesn't have like a really clear meaning, but from what some of the commentaries I've read reference, and especially in this case, it seems like it acts as a tactical pause. Okay, so that word is S-E-L-A-H, selah, um, or selah. I don't know how to say it, to be honest, but I'm doing my best. And so if you're in your Bible looking at it, you'll see where these this word is placed three times, and you can kind of see how it's broken up into sections. Now, something that stood out to me was that the psalm opens up with stating, God is with us in ever-present trouble. And what is ever-present trouble? It's trouble that's always there, right? It's not to say that it's the same trouble, but you know, the rest of the psalm here describes a number of different ways that we might encounter trouble. It is to say that we are going to go through things and God will be there through them. So we won't fear. Okay. As an aside, verse two sounds like they were thinking about Korah when they wrote this, because he said, therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way, right? The earth literally opened up and swallowed Korah whole. Alrighty. So Throughout this psalm, we see the Lord being victorious over anyone who opposes him, okay? And in verse 5, which is very popular, you probably have it like on a t-shirt or as your, you know, your phone case. I've seen those phone cases. It says, God is within her. She will not fail. The ESV translation says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not move. So the question, you know, it begs the question, who is the her that this verse is referencing. And the her is Jerusalem, okay, the city of God, which is confirmed in verse four. It says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. And then it says, God is within her, she will not fail. So God is within Jerusalem, Jerusalem will not fail, okay? And this reminds me of where the Holy Spirit dwells, which is where? In each of us after we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior and commit our lives to him, right? The Holy Spirit dwells in our temples. We are the place where the Holy Spirit dwells. So as I consider the backstory, the entire backstory and the verse in context, right? The verse that we're highlighting today is be still and know that I am God. As I consider that verse and the rest of the passage, there are a couple things that come to mind. I'm reminded that the battles and enemies, and natural disasters, you know, everything that we might be worried about, everything we might try to be prepared for and hurriedly working to overcome, it's all already conquered because God is God, right? It's conquered by the Lord because he is God, right? And if we think about it and look at the the way that that verse is looks grammatically, it's a command, right? It starts with be still. Okay. So when you look at Blue Letter Bible, if you don't know what that is, or if you don't know how to use it, head over to the Facebook group. I have a full training on how to use that resource, that tool in your Bible study and how to go deeper in the word by using it. If you look at Blue Letter Bible, the phrase be still is a transliteration of the word rapa, rapa. Okay. A transliteration, by the way, is just basically a conversion of a word based on the letter or the sound whereas a translation is a conversion of a word based on the meaning. So they're going like letter for letter in transliteration. And the word rapah means to sink or to relax or to drop down or to cease, okay? 
if you think about, if you look at the biblical usage of it. So let's rephrase it. Relax. No, the Lord is God, right? Cease. Stop. No, the Lord is God. He already conquered all the things. So the Lord is showing me how I can trust him in other areas of my life, right? I tend to trust him with everything except things that I I just wouldn't lay down for a day. Laundry, cleaning, business. You know, everything that really makes up all the things that are the constant marathon of life. Like for a day, I struggle to stop. Why? And again, for me, Holy Spirit is convicting me. You think you trust me, but you don't, right? I don't trust him with my to-do list. I trust him with my business. I trust him with my marriage. I trust him with my kids. Trust him with my house, with the weather, right? All these tornado warnings. But I don't trust him to, to do the everyday things. Why? Why can't I just pause? Why can't I just relax? And no, right? Everything was just a constant marathon, a never-ending battle that I just wouldn't trust him to lead me through. And his strategy, quite frankly, is not like the world's strategies. So when you see something that doesn't look familiar, it almost is off-putting. Like, wait a minute, I don't know about that. It doesn't look like the things that I know other people have used and it looks like it's worked for them. But that's the thing about living a life after Christ. We don't look like the world. And I realize that when it came to rest, when it comes to rest, I look just like the world. I look exactly like the people who don't even know who Jesus is. I just don't stop. I don't pause. I don't trust them. I don't say, God, take my to-do list. Do with it what you want. Rip it up. Toss it in the fire. I don't do that. I'm not in the habit of doing that. I only just started. That Friday, I took two hours. Last Friday, I took the whole day. Today, the fourth, I have one podcast episode because of a whole scheduling thing, but it worked out. Everything else, I'm not going to do anything else, you know? So we have to think about the way God does things. And are we following his lead? Are we trusting him, right? He isn't on that hashtag no days off boat. <laughs> He's not on that wave. He took a day when he created the heavens and the earth. And he commands us to do the same. It's actually a commandment, right? Take holy the Sabbath. And there's so many things, right? Like if you think about the Ten Commandments and you think about when you're in violation of one of those commandments, like it technically dooms us to hell, right? But not when we're in Christ. We have so much grace and mercy extended to us, forgiveness, right? That's just readily available. But it doesn't mean that we take that for granted. Like we're trying to look like Christ. We're following Christ because he is the way, the truth and the life, right? We can't step to the Father except but through him. So if we're going to do life his way, then that means all of life. And of course, sanctification, being made holy, that process doesn't happen overnight, but it does mean that when you are convicted of something, it means that you, you have a duty, right? A commitment to turn it over to the Lord, to ask for forgiveness, to seek him, to repent and to turn from your sinful ways. So I wonder if you're struggling too, and if you are, what it will take for you to stop. Whatever you're struggling with laying down, whatever you're holding on to, whatever you think you need to work on each and every day, trust him with that thing. He's trustworthy and he loves you. And if you're like me, that that thing is the the to-do list for the week, right? You live and die by your planner, then build it into your planner. That's what I'm doing. No joke. If you look at my planner, it says rest, big old block. (laughs) 
there's no work blocks on the rest day. And, uh, and I know that's hard. It's taken me a long time. It's taken me a long time. It's taken even after cancer and all that, you know, my husband said to me the other day, he said, do you ever, do you ever just rest? Rest looks different for us, right? Like for me, it's like sitting at the counter and like reading something good for him. It's like laying down and watching TV, whatever it looks like for you. Right. But you're not doing the normal things. You're not in the hustle and in the, in the weeds of work, right? Whatever work looks like for you, including, but not limited to laundry and all that. I didn't think this episode would be this, this lengthy, but I, uh, but I'm grateful if you've listened to this point. So I just want to invite you into the Facebook group. We are starting the Ruth study on Monday daily. We get in, in the word, head to herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. If you know how these get down, we're not going to be on Facebook all day, 20 minutes, right? In and out, but it is packed. I'm going to guide you through several lines at a time. I'm going to study God's word and we're really going to let it transform us. And the book of Ruth is so rich. It's so rich. Okay. So make sure you join the Facebook group. Also, I am giving away a hundred minutes of free coaching. That's five 20 minute calls. They'll actually happen inside of the Facebook group. All you have to do is join the Facebook group, leave a review and screenshot it, share it to the Facebook group. If you already left a review, screenshot your review and share it to your social media and then share that screenshot. (laughs) It's a lot of screenshots, but basically show proof that you shared it. Right. And I'll be picking winners at the podcast anniversary party, which is going down on Wednesday, November 9th, 2 PM Eastern. All the details are inside the Facebook group and on the Renovada newsletter. So a lot of things happening in the Facebook group. If you're not in there, you're missing out. I hope you join herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. Thank you for being with me. I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.